Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going to be visiting a federal prison and learning about judgment. So grab a friend and get ready for another adventure in God's Word, the Bible. That my mother bought me a few years ago for my birthday. Oh, did you look in the closet? They might be hanging on one of the hangers. No, I've I've looked through all the hangers. You didn't wear them when you changed the oil in the car, did you? I want to do that to a pair of pants that my mom bought me, hun. At least not until they were almost worn out. Then check the third drawer in the dresser. Okay, all right. I'm glad I found these. I found them, hun. Rudy, are you getting ready? Give me two minutes. Well, how do I look? You're more handsome than the day I married you. Are you referring to before or after I tripped and fell into that goldfish pond at our wedding reception? That made me love you even more. I like those pants. You should wear them more often. I'm ready. Grandma packed us a lunch to eat. If we have to wait a while to get in, chicken salad, your favorite. Thanks, Grandma. Hello, Duke. You can't go in the car this time. The prison officials wouldn't let you in. You don't have a social security card or a driver's license. <laughs> Grandpa, is that it over there on the right? That's it. There's the sign, Federal Correctional Institution, Reading, Ohio. Michael Alexander, thirteen hundred five oh nine. Yeah, that's me, officer. You need to change out of your jumpsuit and put on your prison blues. Why is that? You've got a visit. Really. It might be my son. They don't tell the cell house who the visitors are. You just have to go over and see for yourself. Okay, thanks, Officer Malone. If it's my son, I haven't seen him for about a whole year. Well, enjoy your visit, and buy your kid a soda. He'd probably like that. Grandpa, look! Here comes Dad. Where? Over there. Hi, Dad. Am I ever glad to see you, son? Oh, big hug. Oh, thanks, Rudy. Dad, I've missed you a lot. Hi, Dad. Thanks so much for bringing Rudy to see me. We've been waiting a long time to do this, Michael. It's great to see you, and we're so glad that you got a transfer so that you're closer to us now. Rudy, you got your hair shaved off. It's my summer haircut. Do you like it, Dad? 
I think it looks great. Would you like a soda pop? Sure, Dad. Okay. Here's some tokens for the machines. Enough for three bottles. What flavor do you want, Dad? Surprise me. Okay. How about you, Grandpa? Oh, how about cool blue mist? I'll be right back. So how do you like it here? It's okay. It's a lot cleaner, and the food is better than the other place. Oh, good. That's a blessing. Things for us went pretty well. We only had about a half hour wait, and I gave them my driver's license and a uniform officer frisked us. I guess to see if we had anything on us that we shouldn't. Here's our drinks. That was fast. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you, Rudy. Son, I wanted to tell you again that what I and your mother did was wrong. It was stealing other people's money, and I regret it every day. And because of it. I'm temporarily imprisoned. Your mother and I plan to pay back every penny. We'll begin with a review of our memory verse. Lizzie, would you read it? Okay, Isaiah fifty-three, verse four. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Today, I'd like to examine some more aspects of judgment in the Bible. If you remember, in a previous study, we saw how mankind's judgment is perverted and tainted with sin. This is especially true when it comes to unsaved man's inability to absorb the deeper truths of the Bible. Joy, will you read Proverbs twenty-eight five? Sure, Mister G. Proverbs twenty-eight verse five. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. God refers to all those whom He has not saved as evil. I'm sure that if a person is a child of God, he will notice that it's common for people to be offended by or indifferent to the gospel. The truths of the Bible seem ridiculous to unsaved mankind, including the possibility of being judged. And sentenced to hell at the end of time. Peanut, would you read First Corinthians two fourteen? Okay, First Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Mark, would you read John twelve forty eight? I'd be glad to. John twelve. Verse forty-eight. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So we can see that God is not taking a person's sinful rebellion lightly. Numbers fourteen eighteen says, "The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression." And by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. So God can only forgive the guilty if the Lord Jesus paid for their sins. That's right, Peanut. Now, on the other hand, remember the second part of Proverbs twenty-eight five says, "But they that seek the Lord understand all things." What does it mean that they understand all things? Good question, Lizzie. Well, we can say that a believer will.
will understand only that which God teaches him in the Bible. God alone opens a believer's understanding to see the truth, as Luke 24:45 teaches. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures. In another sense, all things is another way of referring to the Bible as a whole. And a believer does understand the Bible, although he may not understand everything in the Bible. Can you read 1 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16, Lizzie? Sure. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 15 and 16. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Grandpa, isn't a believer's new nature also more sensitive to right and wrong? That's a really good observation, Rudy, because it's true. We could also say that Christ is the believer's all. He is all we need. Peanut, will you review our memory verse for us, and then we'll listen to our hymn. Sure. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted.
also want us to look at a parable in Luke 18, 1 through 8. Joey, will you take verse 1? Let's see. Luke 18, 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. God is telling us that we should be continually praying to him. And the prayer of someone that isn't saved is for pardon and for eternal life. Lizzie, will you read verses 2 and 3? All right. Luke 18, verse 2 and 3. Saying, There was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. Peanut, can you take verses 4 and 5? Okay. Luke 18, 4 through 5 says... And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Mark, would you read verses 6 through 8? Of course. Luke eighteen six through 8. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cried day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? I wonder why this lady was a widow. That's an interesting insight, Joey. We need to remember that Christ is giving us an example through this story. God uses the term widow or a woman whose husband is dead to describe those who are the elect of God. Isaiah 54, 4-5 through 5 says, Fear not, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy Maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. Mr. G., Jesus says that the widow had an adversary. Was this one of her neighbors or a big bully down the block? That's an excellent question, Lizzie, but we're going to have to follow that up on in a future study. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of today's program. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International. In Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is number 069, A Prison Visit. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.